This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. It has been a while since I had a guest, a real guest, in my studio. I felt like it was time. But who to invite? I pondered who to invite as a guest, and I settled on a snail. A snail named... Sorry, what was your name again? Lotus? Lotus. Her name is Lotus. <laughs> That's a lovely name. Lotus, thank you for being here. I am so glad I invited you after we ran into each other at that flea market. She says she's glad, too. And she enjoyed eating the fleas, although they were difficult to catch. <laughs> we clearly had very different experiences at the flea market, as I was focused mainly on the hand-woven baskets. Lotus, I'm so excited to share my story with you. Oh, uh, well, no, there are not any snails in the story. There are birds in the story, parrots specifically. Wait, no, no, don't leave. There's other stuff in the story besides parrots. <gasps> Lotus does not like parrots. This is a disaster. She's sliding away. There are jigsaw puzzles in the story, too. Wait, Lotus, don't leave. There's baseball in the story. She stopped sliding. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Lotus says she loves baseball. Whew, crisis averted. Before anything else can go wrong, let's get to our story. It's called A Parrot's Tale. Take it away, Mia. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. The person who lives with Parrot is pleasant, and Parrot likes her. She usually comes out of her room at seven into the other room, the main room, where Parrot lives, and gets herself a cup of tea. If she's not out by seven, Parrot helpfully reminds her to get up. It's very effective. They always exchange hellos when she enters the room. Good morning, sweets. To this, Parrot always gives a whistle. Then it's time for an adventure. The person opens the cage door, and Parrot flies out of it, free to roam about the apartment. There are bookshelves to perch on, curtains to hide behind, chairs to nibble on, you know, normal stuff. By eight, the person is doing something mysterious with the laptop she opens on the couch. She sits there for hours at a time, just staring and clicking. Meantime, Parrot's Day is much more active. She does a bit of dancing, of course. She often waits until the person seems very focused on whatever's happening in the laptop. All right, team, let's circle back on Thursday and see if we can't leverage our... And then Parrot begins dancing. Seeing how long it will take her to get the person to look up from her mysterious work to grin at her. Sweets, I'm in a meeting. 
the person will say, without looking up. That's Parrot's cue to kick it up a notch. Parrot adds in some shimmies, some loud wing flaps, getting more and more creative until... (sighs) Nice, smooth, sweets, the person says, looking up from her meeting. Okay, people, find out what their ask is. Parrot is pleased. None of that meeting stuff seems important anyway. By mid-morning, it's time for Parrot's bath. She helpfully reminds the person of this until the person dutifully gets up and fills the little bath inside her cage. Ah, <sighs> so refreshing. And then, after all of that wondrous morning activity, the frenzied dancing, the relaxing cool of the bath, it's nap time. Parrot settles in on her perch, tucks one foot inside her feathers, and goes to sleep. She wakes up just in time for her show. You see, Parrot lives in a two-room apartment with the person in a bustling neighborhood on the outskirts of a city just next to a baseball diamond. In the afternoon, from the time when the sun is still hanging high to when it turns a deep orange on the horizon, kids play ball. Parrot's birdcage hangs right beside the biggest window in the apartment, which overlooks the ball field, so Parrot can watch them play. They play in the summer, spring, and fall, giving Parrot a show to watch nearly every afternoon. When someone gets on base, Parrot chirps encouragingly. When someone slides into home, she cheers. And occasionally, when someone hits a home run, she dances, of course. Parrot likes to imagine the players know she's watching and rooting for them. Parrot likes to imagine a lot of things. She has a great deal of time to imagine. Her life is quiet, and there's only one person in it, really. No one else. In the evenings, the person works on jigsaw puzzles, big ones with tiny pieces. There's always one spread across the table, the pieces grouped by color and shade as the person makes her way slowly, fitting them together. At the end of the night, they say their goodbyes. Good night, sweets. Good night, Parrot says. That's Parrot's word, the one word she says, even though she knows many more in her mind. The person lifts her teacup from the table. Sometimes a thin ring is left behind. The lights go off. Sleep comes. This is how Parrot's life has gone and continues to go day after day. It's nice to be able to predict how things will go, isn't it? But one day, something different happens. On the day of the different thing, Parrot is watching her show out the window. One team is on fire today, hitting the sweet spot of the ball over and over. Parrot has seen this team play at plenty of times, and usually they aren't interesting at all. 
But today, there's a magic to their movements. It's an intriguing development, but that isn't the different thing. The different thing is there's a new person in the apartment. Parrot's clue was the second cup of tea. She'd woken up from her nap, stretched her foot out from her feathers, and glanced around. There it was, perched next to her person's cup of tea. For a moment, Parrot thought maybe the person had just given herself two cups of tea, but that seemed strange. Then the door of the apartment opened, and in came the person and another person. Hmm, Parrot had been correct about the tea mystery. This new person spends the entire day at the apartment. He stays through the baseball game and works on the jigsaw puzzle. He leaves late when the sun is down and Parrot is ready for bed. It becomes a regular thing. And there are times when Parrot chirps and the person and her companion are laughing too much to hear her. And it takes until maybe her seventh chirp before there's any response. Oh, hey, sweets. Then another different thing happens. Parrot has noticed the person is looking at her a different way since this companion has come along. She sometimes comes over and just stares at Parrot, watching her with a look in her eyes. A look that says, I feel bad for you. This makes Parrot uncomfortable. So when this happens, Parrot begins to dance, as if to say, I'm fine, stop looking at me like that. The person smiles, but the smile doesn't quite reach her eyes. This happens on and off for a couple of weeks until one afternoon when Parrot wakes from her nap. She ruffles her feathers. She stretches. She blinks a few times. And, and, who is that? There is someone else in her cage. (gasps) Parrot leaps down from her perch and hides. She huddles there in the bottom corner of her cage, bracing herself to hear talons clicking around or feathers rustling. But she doesn't hear anything except her own heartbeat. So she cautiously stands up and begins stepping around her cage, bobbing her head, looking for the interloper. The cage is empty. Parrot gives her seed bowl a sharp glance. Have her seeds gone rotten? Are they making her see things that aren't there? Somehow she has imagined the presence of another bird. But there is no other bird. Relieved, she flies back up to her perch and... Ah! There it is again! The other parrot. Parrot leans forward, staring. Yes, there is another parrot in her cage. It's looking right at her through a brand new shiny window installed on one side of her birdcage. Parrot blinks. 
The other parrot blinks too. Parrot bobs her head. The other parrot bobs its head too. Parrot chirps. The other parrot chirps too. <coughs> parrot musters up the nerve to reach out and tap a talon against the shiny window. The other parrot taps its talon against the window too at the exact same time. How very curious. All afternoon, she and the other parrot get acquainted. They are remarkably similar. The other parrot seems determined to do precisely what Parrot does, almost before she does it herself. It's like they're twins. But where did this creature come from? What does it want? Strangely, it seems just as suspicious of her as she is of it. Parrot peers at her new associate. They look the same. They dance the same. They chirp the same. But the bird cannot follow her beyond the borders of its shiny window. It seems to be stuck in there. Like... <gasps> like the people in the meetings. Parrot has seen the meetings. She was in one once. The person showed her to the tiny meeting people. And this is my parrot, Sweets. Sweets, say hi! Parrot had been perched on the person's shoulder, as she sometimes liked to do during her free-roaming time. She'd stared at the tiny people in the window of the laptop as they waved at her. Hi, Sweets! Nice to meet you, Sweets. Sweets, say hi! <laughs> there you go. Okay, Sweets. Say goodnight to them. Parrot had looked at her questioningly. It wasn't night. It was morning. The person had implored her. Come on, say goodnight to them. Finally, after much cajoling from the tiny window people in the meeting on the laptop, Goodnight, sweets. Goodnight, sweets. Goodnight, sweets. Bye, Parrot sweets. had relented. Goodnight. Oh, that was cute. Now I want a parrot. The memory of it comes back to her in a rush. Now she is in a meeting with this new parrot. Together, they watch the ball game out the window. Sometimes after a really good play, Parrot glances over and finds the other parrot meeting her eye. Together... They whistle. Life is different now. The other parrot may not be able to leave its window, but it's always there to see Parrot when she returns from her adventures in the apartment. Having the other parrot there makes the cage feel more homey. They dance together a bit. The other parrot has an amazing knack for memorizing Parrot's choreography. I mean, it's almost hard to believe how in step they are with one another. And now the ball games are even more fun. It's nice to feel like they have their own little cheering section way up above the field. Simply put, it's nice to have a friend. And the timing couldn't be better, since the person has been spending more time away from the apartment. There's a jigsaw puzzle spread out on the table that's been left forgotten for weeks. 
If Parrot was alone, she might miss the person. But Parrot's not alone. Not anymore. Now she's in an endless meeting with the other Parrot. On a cool day in late fall, Parrot and other Parrot are watching the ball game. Everyone's getting a piece of the ball today, and it's glorious to watch fly ball after fly ball soar into the air. A few are caught with that satisfying smack into a leather glove. One is missed in the outfield, leading to an exciting slide into home base. The person is out, as is usual these days. But it's fine. The other parrot is watching the game intently. The weather is beautiful. And the person has left the window propped open with just the thin screen between Parrot and the excitement down below. A cool fall breeze drifts into the apartment. The apartment is located behind the outfield, so Parrot has a good view of every play, of every hit. She and other Parrot watch as a new kid steps up to the plate. He's small, with reddish dust already coating his uniform, especially the knees. Parrot yawns. Her eyes close lightly, just as the bat makes contact with the ball. It's such a particular kind of smack, one she knows well. Parrot opens her eyes to see the ball sailing higher and higher into the air. This tiny child has sent the ball further than anyone she's seen do in a very long time. And the ball is still going. It's certain to be a home run. Parrot is elated. She turns to glance at other Parrot and is frustrated to see other Parrot looking at her. Is she even watching the game? Parrot suddenly feels annoyed. Other Parrot is giving her a cold look, as if she is angry too. Ah, how dare she? Parrot has forgotten all about the ball game. She's forgotten about the tiny child and that particular smack. All she can think about now is the haughty look she's getting from... There's a jolt. The birdcage is toppling, falling, hitting the ground. There's the sound of glass breaking on contact. Outside, the kids are cheering. Parrot has instinctively covered her head with her wings. Down below, the spectators are still reveling in the surprise and thrill of the home run. The excitement gradually settles down to quiet anticipation as attention turns to the next batter, the next chance to shift the course of the game. Parrot lifts her wings slowly, Her feathers are ruffled. Otherwise, she's fine. She's inside her cage, but it's on its side now, against the cold tile floor. The cage door has sprung open, and Parrot steps out onto the tile, her talons clicking. She surveys the scene before her. The baseball is in the apartment. It has rolled beneath the couch, and it sits there, quietly, as if it had nothing to do with any of this. 
The shock of it all has Parrot in a state of prolonged confusion, and as she clicks around, she finally begins to understand the most important thing that has happened. The shiny window through which she saw the other Parrot, the one through which they had their endless meeting, the one that connected them, despite their apparent distance, has shattered into shards that have splayed across the tile. Parrot feels something beneath her foot and picks it up to see one of the small shards. Then she sees a larger piece, about the size of a nickel, a few steps away. She goes to inspect it. She leans over it. (gasps) The other parrot is there. It looks scared. It has somehow become trapped inside this small piece of the window. Parrot chirps. The other parrot chirps, too. This is okay, Parrot thinks. This is fine. I will keep this piece of the window, and our endless meeting can go on like nothing even happened. This can work. Parrot is still standing there, looking down at the other parrot in the shard of the shiny window, next to the toppled cage on the cold tile beneath the open window with the now-torn screen when the person returns. Well, the two people. They are surprised and worried. Sweets! Oh my goodness! Sweets! Then they see Parrot is fine, thankfully. And before Parrot can protest, the person picks her up and carries her into the bedroom and shuts the door. She hears them sweeping and then vacuuming and moving things, and she does not move from the door, listening until finally, after what feels like an hour but is likely ten minutes, the door opens. The person puts Parrot on her shoulder and carries her back to the cage, which is upright again. Sweets, that must have been so scary, the person says, depositing her back on her perch. A sinking feeling settles in Parrot's tummy. Her cage looks untouched. There are fresh seeds in her tray. It is as if nothing has happened. Parrot looks down at the tile. The shards of the shiny window, all of them, are gone. And with them, the other parrot is gone. Their endless meeting has, in fact, ended. The ball game has continued. The players, unaware of what has happened up in the apartment beyond the outfield, It's still late afternoon, and the sun, red as it is, has not yet dipped below the distant buildings. But at this moment, Parrot feels the need to say something. She looks over at the place where the shiny window once stood, and she says the only word she has learned to say. Good night. Weeks go by. Parrot stops leaving her cage 
What's the point in flitting from bookshelf to table and back again as if something interesting might happen? Sometimes Parrot replays her final moments with other Parrot in her mind. She cannot believe how angry she had been. Over what? Other Parrot not paying enough attention to a baseball game? (sighs) Ridiculous. Other times, Parrot kicks herself for being so down. She's in precisely the same state she was in before other Parrot showed up in that shiny window. She'd never been down before. And yet now she is down, even though her life looks the same. (sighs) Nothing makes sense. Parrot gazes out the window at the autumn leaves, but it's as if the color has seeped out of them. Winter comes. The days grow shorter. The baseball diamond is empty and quiet. The window is shut at all times. The interior of the apartment actually gets warmer in the winter, but it's a dry heat, and it makes Parrot itch. Since Parrot stopped leaving her cage, the person checks on her more frequently. One day, Parrot catches the person looking at her with that same look as before, the I-feel-bad-for-you look. This time, instead of dancing, Parrot turns away. Then one day, on a bleak afternoon in early March, something different happens. Parrot has been napping more than ever lately, and on this particular day, she skips her morning bath to take an extra long nap. She's having a strange dream. They're tiny snails. Dozens of tiny snails with wings following her as she flies through clouds. The snails are quick. They are darting expertly with their wings, like bees zipping through the air behind her. Parrot flies faster, trying to escape the snails. She hears someone calling to her, Sweets! And again, Sweets! Sweets, wake up! Parrot blinks open her eyes. It takes her a moment to remember that she's in her own birdcage, in her own home. She stretches her foot from beneath her. She feels the emptiness in her tummy and thinks, vaguely, of the seeds she might eat. She yawns heavily, stretching and twisting. Then she opens her eyes and, ah, there's another parrot in the cage. Parrot is so surprised she almost loses her footing. She steadies herself and looks carefully at the other bird. The bird looks back. They are remarkably similar. They have the same coloring. They have similar chirps. But this time, something's different. This time, there is no shiny window. They are not in a meeting. They are together in real life. It's at this moment that Parrot notices the people standing near the cage, watching, smiling, Sweets, this is sunshine, the person says, gesturing at the other bird. Parrot and sunshine approach one another. Out of nowhere, 
Sunshine begins to dance. It takes Parrot by surprise. She is struck by seeing another bird in real life with its real moves, with its own ideas. The person opens the cage and Sunshine steps out into the great open space of the apartment and immediately flies up to the light fixture above the table. Parrot watches as the person laughingly tells Sunshine to get down. Sunshine, get down from there. As the light fixture swings back and forth under her weight, Sunshine argues back. (coughs) Parrot is enchanted. Sunshine flits from the light fixture to the top of the refrigerator. She inspects the cereal boxes up there, even knocking one over in the process. The box opens and cereal spills out and skitters across the kitchen floor. Sunshine moves on to the puzzle pieces, picking up a few pieces and dropping them onto the floor. Then she pauses in front of the person's teacup. When the person isn't looking, Sunshine takes a sip of the tea. Sunshine continues her explorations and Parrot watches intently, seeing the apartment with new eyes delighting in Sunshine's unpredictable nature. To get a better look at what Sunshine is up to, Parrot takes a few careful steps out of the birdcage. It's her first time out in a long time. A familiar sound comes from the outside world, a sound Parrot hasn't heard in months. Parrot flies back to her cage To get a better look out the window, she whistles to Sunshine, who joins her. Down below, on the ball field, kids are practicing their swings, their hits, their catches. Sunshine surprises Parrot again by reaching out her foot and tapping her talons repeatedly against the closed window until the person comes over and opens it. All right, is that better? Parrot and Sunshine both feel the crisp air drift over their feathers. The sun peeks out from behind a cloud. Down below, teams are picked. A scrimmage is arranged. Play begins. Sunshine is beside herself. Parrot delights in watching Sunshine acquaint herself with the game. While Parrot chirps after every good play, Sunshine makes a different sound each time, especially when there's a fly ball. Parrot smiles to herself, imagining how amazed Sunshine will be when the real season begins and the players wear their matching uniforms and there's a cheering section bigger than just the two of them. At the end of the night, the person comes over. Good night, sweets. Good night, Sunshine. Good night, says Parrot. Sunshine looks like she wants to say good night, too, but she doesn't know how. She whistles instead. The lights in the apartment go out. It's okay, Parrot thinks. We've got plenty of time to practice. Lotus, what did you think of the story? Uh, You're right. I did say there were no snails. 
I will admit I tossed the snails into this story just for you. Oh, well, I'm very glad you enjoyed it. All right. Well, oh, oh, pardon? The the baseball? What do you mean? Oh. Okay, Lotus is asking me if the baseball is okay. The one that came in through Parrot's window and knocked over her cage. Yes, I believe the baseball is okay. <laughs> She's relieved. You really do love baseball. Well, I'm glad I invited... Oh, okay. She has slid away. Hmm. (laughs) The idea for this story came to me while I was reading to my littlest tiny person. We were reading a book about parrots. I did not know where the book came from or how it ended up in my house. I also did not know much about parrots, and I was enchanted by the description of these clever and expressive creatures. Right away, I knew I'd be writing a story about one. I hope you loved it. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website, littlestoriestinypeople.com, and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. You can visit my website to find fun merch featuring some favorite characters, as well as a link to my picture book. If you're interested in making holiday purchases, I recommend doing that right now to make sure they arrive on time. And if your family loves the podcast, please share it. The podcast has really grown to where it is simply from you, my wonderful listeners, sharing it with the people you care about. So please share it with any parrots who may be lonelier than they care to admit, snails who enjoy baseball, anyone who loves a challenging jigsaw puzzle, don't we all, and your friends. They just might need a good story these days. Thank you to Mia for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to Pippa, Yael, and Liam for the wonderful sound effects used in this story. And thank you, as always, for listening in. <laughs>